You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name, Bucks reporter at ESPN Milwaukee. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend Frank Madden, the founder of Brewhoop.com. Frank, I was going to ask how you're doing, but I would assume on the night that the Bucks beat the Warriors and Giannis scores 32 points in 35 minutes, you, you're, you're pretty good. I'm terrific, uh, Eric. <laughs> um, it was a great night for my household because... Uh, Obviously, I'm a Bucks fan, and uh, I'm a Giannis stan, and uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, and again, plenty of help through injuries and uh, unexpected ejections tonight with Kevin Durant only playing a half uh, in Oakland, but um, obviously a, a very needed win uh, against the Warriors, a shorthanded Warriors team, um, taking control really late in the second quarter, and you know, kind of with the exception of like a late kind of run that, you know, never got really seriously concerning, um, kind of controlled the game in a way that, I mean, the Bucks usually don't even do that against bad teams, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like legitimately just through and through bad teams. And you can argue this was a bad team they were playing, which is, is fine. But um, this was better than what they certainly have normally done against bad teams. And um, my wife, the Rockets fan, also thrilled because, uh, you know, she's a hater of the Golden State Warriors. And so she was thrilled to see the Warriors lose again and further cement her Rockets as the number one seed uh, in the West and in the league. So uh, just a really solid night in the Madden household. Uh, some some nervous moments uh, during uh, when, Gian- when Giannis went down in the third quarter with that ankle injury, that tweak of the ankle. Um, but, I mean, you know... Uh, Bionic Giannis stays in the game, knocks down a pair of free throws. Um, and again, I was kind of thinking, like, is he continuing to play just because he's trying to keep it warm? But then he comes back late in the game and makes two more shots. And, you know, again, you obviously, fingers crossed that it doesn't swell up overnight. But, um, you know, certainly big to get a win, any win on this road trip. And uh, obviously, uh, hopefully Giannis will be fine for tomorrow night. Didn't have to play a ton of minutes tonight. Um, what still play what 33 34 minutes I think 35 um, 35 still but uh, again you know Giannis was terrific Chris Middleton was very good Eric Bledsoe made everything <laughs> um, and you know Jabari Parker bounced back as well so um, kind of ticking all the boxes against a Warrior team that obviously um, you know was was looking for needed needed big contributions from guys who normally don't do that and um, with the exception of my guy Quinn Cook um, <laughs> just not enough firepower on the Warriors side which we don't say very often but uh, obviously there's a different Warriors team right now I don't know why I do this every year Frank but every time I preview a Bucks Warriors game I forget how needlessly sloppy the Warriors are every single time and I don't know why. At this point, like, 
this was their Achilles heel when they were winning a championship. This was their Achilles heel when they were winning 73 games. Like, this is their Achilles heel, period. Like, they just play sloppy basketball. And maybe uh, I think the the argument is always, all well, they're bored or they're so talented that it doesn't matter. And, like, most of that is typically true. Um, but every single time they play the Bucks, like, they're just liable to cough up the ball 18 times uh, like they did tonight and give the Bucks a bunch of free transition points. And, I mean, the Bucks' offense can be challenged at times, so giving them free transition points, um, not not a great idea. Um, and uh, they score, let's see, 29 points off the 16 Warriors turnovers. Did I get that right? Oh, no, opposite way. Yeah, so 23 points off the 19 turnovers, excuse me. Did I get that right? That box score confuses yeah, me. It's it's 23. Yeah. yeah, so they get 23 points. But again, giving the Bucks free points is just not a good idea, and especially when it gets their guys going. Like, when he gets Giannis going and he ends up uh, being able to hit a couple of threes and he's able to hit some jumpers and he's just generally able to feel it, like that's just not a great idea. Uh, and the the Warriors are just that team through and through. And I, I don't, I guess it's probably just a, a byproduct of the way that they play with so much ball movement and confidence and swagger that sometimes you are going to have some of these turnovers, but man, it just always gives this Bucks team a chance and they took advantage of it tonight. And you mentioned the end of that first half. And uh, I think in the final 135, it's a, it's a Middleton steal to a Giannis dunk, a Middleton steal to a Henson, I think a hook shot, then uh, a shot clock violation, into a Bledsoe layup and one, then a Bledsoe steal with a Bledsoe dunk, and then the sequence where Durant misses it, uh, Cook misses it, and then in the meantime, Durant gets ejected, and then Middleton hits the two technical free throws, and then all of a sudden you have uh, the Bucks up by double digits at the half. Like that, just not kind of, or excuse me, just short of double digits, 58-49, I think it was. Um, yep. But either way, like, they're able to rattle off, a, I think, in a, like an 11-0 run to end the quarter and get that nine-point yep. lead. And uh, just, again, giving the Bucks free points with as much as they struggle offensively, just not a great idea. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting. I mean, because of the Warriors kind of, you know, making some some garbage time, making their garbage time run. Uh, you know, they only lose by nine. Uh, and ironically, um, Kevin Durant was minus fifteen tonight. Uh, the Warriors without Kevin Durant on the court, uh, whether he was on the bench or uh, in the locker room, were plus six. Um, so that was a very counterintuitive thing. I'm not saying that they were lucky to have Kevin Durant ejected because. Lord knows, uh, you know, even Durant coming back uh, from that rib injury in his first game, you know, still showed us why he's so dangerous. Um, but, you know, they let Giannis play pretty physically on both ends with him. Um, you know, he kind of went shoulder to shoulder with him, just rubbed him off uh, on a lefty dunk that Giannis had in transition. Um, didn't get enough. So, you know, I think he was certainly looking for an offensive foul call on that. And then a couple plays, you know, again, where the Bucks. Um, you know, didn't back down and, and Durant didn't get a call. And obviously late in the half, um, you know, Giannis kind of slapped down on the ball, you know, could have been a foul call, uh, doesn't get a call. And, uh, he went after ref Trey Maddox on the baseline and, uh, he didn't stop. And again, it was a, it was a quick hook for sure. Uh, but you know, again, I mean, I think this is 
five ejections yeah. for Durant this year. I mean, he's been ejected in 8% of the games he's played in, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> that it's a any player would, amount. Yeah, any player would get ejected that often. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, he's had an issue with that all year, despite the fact that, you know, probably a lot of casual fans don't think of him as like a fiery guy. Uh, but man, he has racked up tons of techs and, um, you know, again, that frustration boiled over. And uh, as a fan of a small market team for the last 25 years, I'm not going to shed a tear for, you know, the most talented <laughs> team in the league losing their superstar to uh, a quick hook, you know, for not getting calls. Boo friggin' who? Uh, <laughs> that's fine with me. Um, you know, and to be honest, Giannis, I mean, what? Giannis took two free throws all night, and the only foul call he got was. On, I mean, he went to the free throw line when they were in the penalty and got hit 75 feet from the basket. So, you know, he 35 literally did, free throws overall between both teams, 35. Yeah. Like there's just, there just wasn't a ton of fouls called. Yeah. And I mean, you could argue, well, some of those, cause you know, the bucks were getting some, you know, easy baskets. Yeah. They were 56, 46 in the paint. Um, but you know, again, I mean, bucks 11 out of 20 from the, from the three point line, um, 30 assists tonight. They've had a number of 30 assist games uh, and overall 118 offensive rating, uh, defensive rating of 109. So uh, again, you know, notably above average offensively after that uh, poor game last time out in LA, which was kind of an aberration of late for not playing really well offensively. And obviously, you know, again, uh, was not the Warriors A team, B team, or probably even C team, especially in the second half. But, uh, you know, again, for a Bucks team that has struggled to play well defensively, obviously nice to see them creating turnovers and making plays and, and actually, um, you know, being able to use the defense to actually kickstart the offense, as you were pointing out. So, um, again, you know, uh, you know, the Bucks can't control who they play against. Um, any road win is a good win for the Milwaukee Bucks right now. Any win of any sort is a positive thing, given how things have been going and given where they are in the standings. And obviously, um, you know, to, to play a game like this where, you know, you, start to take control before Kevin Durant gets injured and then, or sorry, gets ejected. And then you come out in the third quarter and, you know, I mean, we've talked about this team and their lack of, you know, sharpness coming out in third quarters and first quarters. Uh, they came out and went for the jugular in the third quarter. And, you know, they obviously extended the lead significantly. And, um, you know, really from the start of that third quarter, it just felt like Bucks are going to win this game, you know, it, and as much as Quinn Cook was throwing stuff up and, randomly making tons of shots um you know you just felt like the bucks were, were just in too much of a rhythm and you know Bledsoe, middleton and Giannis uh combined to go 32 of what were they 32 of 46 <laughs> so just absurd uh absurd shooting tonight oh i think that's over 70 percent shooting from you know your three primary usage guys and obviously um yeah Bucks are, are going to score plenty of points that way. And then, it, you know, it's usually just a question whether they can defend. And uh, obviously tonight playing against a Warrior team that, you know, just didn't have enough firepower. Yeah, it's uh, just kind of thinking about this game. Uh, you mentioned when they came out in the third quarter and kind of finished it. Uh, the, the, the image I have, I guess it's two images, is one, Giannis getting late shot clock with JaVale McGee switched onto him and hitting, I think, a two times in between the legs step back pull up on him from yeah. like the top almost of the, blocked from yeah. the top of the key where JaVale McGee was like right I mean 
JaVale McGee's a, a freaky athlete. Like, he's seven feet tall. He's got that length. Like, he can be tough in those situations. And Giannis just hit it right over him. And, I mean, as it released from his hand, I, you could see it was just barely that he was able to get it off. I, I thought it was going to be short. I thought maybe he had gotten hit hard enough on it that it was going to be followed. And it falls through and then just a couple moments later the bucks run their favorite slob uh, sorry their favorite uh sideline out of bounds play um where Giannis tosses it in just comes right off uh that inbounds play steps in shoots a three and nails it and on the way down the floor the tnt cameras catch Giannis john with with draymond green like that I, I don't. That's not a thing that typically happens. Like Giannis isn't uh, a guy that we see jaw a whole lot. Like sometimes he will every once in a while, um, but in game jawing with Draymond Green, like I gotta say, I support it. That that makes watching the basketball game uh, uh, that much more entertaining. And those are the two images that stick with me because in that first half, it, it felt like a lot of easy ones for Giannis. There, there was a couple tough ones that, that I feel like that runner coming from left to right across the floor off to his left leg where he kind of hits like a running hook over the top of JaVale McGee was tough in the first half. But for the most part, a lot of dunks and easy ones. And just in the third quarter that he could get those, that was where it kind of felt this, it started to feel like, okay, well, the Bucks are kind of feeling themselves. Giannis is certainly feeling himself and they're not going to let this one slip away. And I mean, that was, that was kind of the way it went down. So I just thought it impressive that there just wasn't that lapse. We we've seen this Bucks team be terrible, absolutely terrible in the start of first quarters and the start of third quarters. And tonight before the game was even on my television, the Bucks were up seven to nothing. Yeah. Like <laughs> That uh, that's a that's a strange feeling. That's not something uh, that we typically get to see happen. So uh, they did that in the first quarter. In the third quarter, they came out and took care of business as well. And I mean, it just a uh, to me a, a pretty complete performance. Um, uh, obviously, I think you always want more from some of the other guys. Uh, but even with Tony Snell and John Henson scoring just three and four points uh, respectively, like. Henson added five rebounds, five assists, two blocks, a steal. He was good defensively. Uh, Tony Snell adds uh, two steals as well. Uh, they were active and around. And then when you look at the bench, Jabari Parker, 14 points, seven rebounds, three assists. Um, and Tyler Zeller, seven points, eight rebounds, four assists, two steals. Like Those are those are really solid contributions. And I didn't even get to Jet. Jeez. Eight points, three assists, two rebounds, and three steals for Jet in 21 minutes. Like All three of those are just huge contributions that if you're getting that production from both the – the starters and then the bench like it, it was kind of that thing Jason Terry was talking about last week where you want the starters to set a better tone and they did that tonight and then the the bench needs to kind of keep it rolling and for the most part that was that was what happened yeah six bucks with multi-steel games tonight 16 steals overall and you know, it's interesting. I mean, it, we mentioned, you know, the, the Warriors offensive rating, 109, you know, not bad, but, you know, better than what the Bucks have been doing for, have been allowing for, for a while. Um, 
in spite of the fact that they shoot 55% from the field overall, they make half of their 23s, and they make all 15 of their free throws. So, you know, it really underscores the importance of those turnovers, right? Because you look at, you know, if, if you heard, if I told you before the game that the Warriors were going to shoot, you know, have a, a shooting split line of 55, 50, and 100, um, you wouldn't feel great. No. The odds of the Bucks having a, a plus offensive rate, a good offensive rating, or sorry, defensive rating was not going to be great, but lots of turnovers and only two offensive rebounds the entire game for Golden State. Um, you know, so basically no no second chances. 94% defensive rebound rate. I'm going to go ahead and guess that that's the best pride that the Bucks have had all season. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, again, keeping, you know, JaVale and Kevin Looney and David West and uh, Zaza only played four minutes, but keeping all those guys off the offensive glass, uh, obviously not a ton of second chances to even go for, given that the Warriors shot a high percentage. But, um, but you know, getting all those turnovers helped the offense as well. So, um, so yeah, this was you know a very very solid performance, right? I think, and and I think especially just in the sense that you know we talk about the Bucks not being able to string together more than like one quarter at a time, and I think today you know seeing them play from really the mid middle of that second quarter through you know pretty much the middle of the fourth quarter which was you know most of the fourth quarter you know the game was pretty out of hand um the fact that you know you really felt confident throughout that time and even in that third quarter um you know the way they're playing you just felt like yeah they're gonna win this game and you know almost almost were able to rest Giannis the entire fourth quarter which you know how many times can have the Bucks rested Giannis an entire fourth quarter all season home or road I don't know a couple times maybe um Almost were able to do that. Then the the uh, Warriors got it down to I think eleven, and Joe Prentice was like, "All right, I'm going to quit screwing around, put it, put Giannis back in." I think it was around four quit minutes ago. Quit screwing around. Yeah, and he immediately gets a, a pick and roll layup from from Bledsoe, and then he gets another uh, offensive rebound, put back, and I think he had a couple of assists uh, late in the fourth quarter as well. So, um, you know, what can you say about Giannis? Thirty two points, fourteen out of eighteen from the field. Uh, obviously, he created some impressive stuff going to the rim. Uh, but also, you know, started to get some some of those jump shots going. You mentioned the one he shot over JaVale. Uh, you know, the he had a, a fading glasser falling down over JaVale. Mm-hmm. He hit uh, a step back after the ankle injury. That was sort of like his, nah, I'm good shot late in the third quarter. Uh, and, you know, he had 28 points, I think 11 points in the first quarter, another six in the second quarter, and then uh, 11 points in the third quarter and, uh, you know, added four more late in the fourth quarter. So, you know, 32 points, five assists, only four rebounds, two steals. Um, I, I did complain uh, about not getting credit for a block when he uh, McCaw shot that, like, air ball to end the third quarter. I feel like he had to have blocked a piece of that. Uh, it's not in the box score. I apologize, everybody. Uh, but Giannis, plus Never 23. Fighting. Never yeah, exactly. fighting, Frank. Giannis, plus 23. Bucks were minus 14 in the 13 minutes without him. So the, the trend of Giannis being the plus-minus god of the Milwaukee Bucks and in, in, to a large extent, the NBA uh, continued again tonight. But, um, you know, again, he had help again from Middleton, 9 out of 17, 3 out of 4 from 3. Um, it was nice to see that. You know, he finishes the second quarter driving and blowing by, I forget who it was, blew by somebody for a lefty layup um, to end the third. The, uh, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, that was the third quarter. For, yeah. It blew by for the, uh, the layup at the end of the third quarter. Giannis was pumping his fist. Everybody was happy. Um, that was nice to see. Chris obviously rounding into form. Um, I forget what interval it was. The, I think they had some split where he shot over 50% from three over, I don't know if it's this month or whatever it was. But, uh, you know, again, what still do, like to see that. What do you think since the All-Star up. break? 
Uh, 45%. I don't know. Was it, is it since the all-star break? He's 50%. 42 and a half since the all-star break. Okay. And, okay. uh, let's see two games with, uh, excuse me, no. Yeah. Two games with less than 16 with 16 points or fewer. Um, everything else above that. Um, good teams, bad teams doesn't really seem to matter. Um, I'm looking through his game logs here. Uh, I think you'd have you could say a bad one against Philly uh, with ten points, five assists, three steals. A bad one against Indianapolis, or excuse me, against the Indiana Pacers, six points, uh, five rebounds, three assists. Um, other than that, though, that's a it's a pretty good uh, pretty good after the All Star break period. So maybe. Uh, Maybe maybe he threw the the podcast on when we were talking about needing good games against good teams because he's he's had a whole bunch of them uh, and he's like you said really really kind of rounding into form and I'm curious I wonder what it would be to maybe it is the month of March for to get him up to fifty percent but um, yeah he's hitting threes obviously you want more you you want more of those threes. Uh, to get to the 20.8 points that he's averaging. Um, obviously just because that makes more sense as a cohesive, uh, game plan offensively. But at the same time, man, he's been, I, I think it'd be tough to complain about his production since the all-star break. Yeah. Um, he's up to 36.3%, um, probably close to 37% after tonight, the three out of four. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if we, if we even should be talking about it, but Giannis two out of three from three tonight, um, he's up to 32% for the season now, which is better than Russell Westbrook, better than Joel Embiid, better than not tons of guys, but um, some guys you that know, you would think are better shooters than him. Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. And and I mean, I think that's the thing. If Giannis hits 32, if Giannis hits a third of his threes, uh, that's huge. You know, that's mm-hmm. huge because it means that you know, again, he he has confidence and he's going to be able to. To knock down, you know, maybe it's one a game. You know, if he hits one three a game, that would be big. Right now, he's got forty two uh, in seventy games, so he's not at that pace. But um, I think what uh, who had the stat? Um, uh, I th- actually, I think it was Dustin Godsey, Bucks chief marketing officer. I think had the stat that he's like since January, mid January, Giannis is shooting like thirty seven percent from three. That ain't bad. Uh, also, the, uh, the other yeah. night he had a he had a pump fake from three that someone actually respected. I don't know if yeah. you like it, there was. He also some, had that sidestep yeah. three um, <laughs> against the Spurs, was it? Um, yeah, yeah. Tonight, well, the first one he got a very friendly bounce, but that's how you can tell he's a good shooter now. He's becoming a good shooter. He's getting those getting those friendly rolls. <laughs> yeah, um, a shooter's roll indeed. Yeah. Um, also, nice to see Jabari Parker after that horrifying one out of twelve night, um, mean reversion night, six out of twelve tonight. I mean, not crazy you know, hot or anything like that. But six out of 12, uh, hit two out of three from deep, seven boards, three assists, um, had a couple of very nice dunks, including one, uh, alley-oop from jet where, uh, he really extended and hammered it. And I think it was in the second quarter. It was very impressive. I th- it was kind of, I was kind of wondering that if he was going to go off a bit more in the fourth quarter and he hit, I think an early three and then, um, you know, didn't really do anything else the rest of the fourth, but uh, obviously, you know, it, good to kind of put that Clippers game and that tough shooting night in the rearview mirror for Jabari, 25 minutes, and uh, again, onward and upward. Uh, hope that, that he can continue that. And um, I enjoy we're at a point where everyone in the gym 
everyone in the gym, everyone watching on TV, everyone listening to Ted Davis on the radio broadcast, everyone knows that Jason Terry will throw an alley-oop to Giannis and Jabari no matter what on any fast break. You could literally be on one of their backs and just letting him go free for a layup, and he is still throwing that alley-oop. And it, it was just so funny, the one that you just mentioned. Like, the the Warriors were shading that way. Like, they, they were already over there, and it was just like, well, Jabari's going to jump over you. Like, the, it doesn't matter if you know it's coming. Like, you're, you're not going to be able to jump high enough to stop it. And, yeah, it, it ended kind of how, how you saw it coming. And, yeah, I mean, you, you just always want to see – you want to see Jabari have those kind of bounce back nights where if he, if he was down one night that it doesn't start to snowball, right? Like you want to be able to see that next game, have him get some confidence and kind of get some flow again. And, and I thought we saw that uh, once again tonight. Yeah, and a quick note here. I mean, we're recording this right after the game. It's almost 12.30 Central Time. Um, Matt Velasquez tweets out, uh, Giannis said uh, he's not feeling any swelling in his ankle. Um, and at what the moment he twisted it, he was thinking of assistant coach Sean Sweeney, who has been calling him, quote-unquote, softy, because in the past Giannis would play through things like that. Um, I don't know if Sean Sweeney earned any. I'm sure that was a joke, mostly, hopefully, uh, but I'm sure... Uh, Bucks Nation will will not uh, take what? that kindly from Are us. you serious, Frank? <laughs> you really think so? No, yeah, come on. No, every Sean Sweeney's been getting the benefit of that from Bucks Nation forever, right? Everybody loves Sean Sweeney. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's um, there's no critiques of him at, yeah, at all. Uh, and Nick Ferdell of ESPN also added that Giannis was icing his right ankle, but he says he'll be fine for Friday's game against the Lakers. So that's obviously great news. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to add here. Uh, a couple injury notes. The Lakers, looks. I think Lonzo Ball is questionable uh, for Friday night's game. Obviously, Isaiah Thomas, if you haven't heard, is out for the rest of the season, finally having surgery on that hip that he probably wishes he had done last it's o- year. It's over for him, right? I have no idea. I mean, if he was desperately trying to avoid that surgery, um, that's that's kind of I don't know. Like the I mean, history, who wrote that story about the history of those hip injuries? Was it was it Tom Habistrow? I'm trying to think who it was. Um, but there was, I mean, that's a, it's a ter- that hip injury is just a killer. Like you can't move the same way. Like I just don't think it, it, it might be over for him, which is so sad because he never got a payday and he, he never really got to have his time in the sun. But sorry, yeah. Yeah, and so um, it may be the night of former Bucks point guards uh, on Friday in L.A. Tyler, I was looking at the roster. I don't know how they're going to you know, dole out minutes, but Tyler Ennis is on the Lakers roster. Uh, Gary Payton II is a two-way player for the Lakers. What's up, Bob uh, Jr.? And uh, Alex Caruso, um, their other, I think he's now a, I think he got a full uh, regular NBA contract. I know he started as a two-way guy, uh, big point guard, former Texas A&M guy. Uh, pretty had a really nice summer league. Um, I assume some combination of those guys is going to play a point guard. So, um, you know, again, uh, Lakers have been frisky. You know, um, I don't know if the Bucks are even going to be favored in this game, especially given I don't think the Lakers played tonight, so they're going to have a rest advantage. Um, but again, if it's you're gonna, the Bucks, it's going to happen. You, you you really want to win this game 
guarantee yourself a 500 road trip before you go into Denver, which obviously has been a really, really tough place to play. So, um, again, Hey, taking care of business. Can't complain about that. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you cannot, um, I'd, it just feels it feels like the old uh, I don't even know what it is is it a rope a dope or is it uh Lucy pulling the football I'm not I'm not really sure at this point but uh, it just feels like man get a get a nice win over the warriors and then you go to LA and play terrible and lose to the Lakers like it just, it, it just feels like that I understand yeah. it might not happen but, but ugh. Well, kind of interesting, only nine guys played tonight, even though, you know, like I said, Giannis was sat, sat for most of the fourth. Um, you know, obviously the game was kind of in control for a lot of that time. Uh, Sterling Brown, who obviously I've made the case that should be playing more, did not play at all tonight. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad, who I'm fine not playing at all, uh, also did not play tonight. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. My guess is, you know, you might see both of those guys given that they didn't play tonight maybe that's you know some way to uh, kind of offset some of the minutes tonight but um again you know middleton did play 38 minutes um despite the fact that he left the game momentarily in the second quarter uh Giannis 35 so again slightly below his average uh Bledsoe 31 everybody else <laughs> under 30 how um, did middleton play third oh i don't know he basically just played the rest of the game i guess um, I, is th- but, is there a player that plays more minute i'm I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this um more minutes than he should more than chris middleton like i just i can't imagine there is right like this dude's well you're talking so you're talking about like over extent not i mean obviously like they're bad players who play too many who like sure like you know just by playing right yeah but you're talking about good players who well i don't know the minnesota timberwolves would probably like to talk to you (laughs) um i suppose that's true yeah but, but man it, it is crazy like that dude just no matter what it does does not matter which member of that staff is coaching chris middleton is going to play 37 or more minutes yeah it's just you know who the 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 i don't want to say the ghost of of thibs but um let's just say chris, chris middleton went to play for the minnesota timberwolves he wouldn't really notice much difference because uh, he gets run into the ground here. And uh, Giannis, obviously, also a similar boat, although Giannis, I think, certainly uh, has shown he can kind of play those those heavy minute loads without really uh, suffering any drop-off. He's on, one of the 10 best players in the league. Those guys play a lot. Like yeah. he, he plays too much, don't get me wrong, but like that's more normal than Chris Middleton, who's, uh, I don't know, top 40 borderline-ish player, top 50, somewhere yeah. in there. By the way, I was amused how, like, Bledsoe didn't shoot much at all, and then there were some casual Bledsoe moments. He like completely lost Quinn Cook on like at least two of his three pointers in the first half, and then like late in the second quarter, he like I don't know, just like electric guy had like a electric shock or something, and yeah, you know, woke up and gets you know a couple buckets, uh, gets that steal, gets another dunk. Um, you know, starts playing at a higher level late in the second quarter, and then the third quarter just starts making all the shots. Yep. Um, like, you know, he started taking questionable shots, like <laughs> that one where, like, Giannis threw, you know, Bledsoe, like, cut through the lane and then went to the baseline. And, like, I don't even Giannis, know how to describe that one. Giannis, like, threw it over to him and he shot, like, a <laughs> fadeaway 15 footer, like, on the base. I was like, what? And that went in, and, you know, then he made a three. And, yeah, it was, um, you know, it, 
it's kind of a, it was a, it was kind of classic Eric Bledsoe, right? Like, you yeah. know, I mean, you don't mind him shooting questionable shots when he's actually sort of like hot and going as much as when he does that when he's just you know in the regular course of play. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah, not not the best shot selection. <laughs> but I mean, he scores twenty points on eleven. I mean, I feel like we've been saying this a lot about Bledsoe. We like complain about him, and then you look at his numbers, and it's like, well, you know, he gave you x points on not many shots and he was plus whatever and you know again tonight six assists three steals a block two turnovers plus 15 um you know just you sort take of like, that every single it was just, and, uh, yeah it was just kind of eric bledsoe just you know driving you crazy while being efficient and you know actually effective which is bledsoe in a nutshell i guess yeah it, it's it's kind of uh, man he's had just I don't even know. I, I, I don't have words to describe Eric Butso anymore. Like he just he confounds me on a on a nightly basis, which is fine um, as long as his performance ends up being okay in the end. But man, it's just kind of tough to figure out what exactly you're getting from him every night. Um, thinking about this Lakers game a little bit, I mean, I, I just you you look at their team and they've been like you said frisky. Like they've. They've played pretty well for Luke Walton. Uh, defensive rating of 13, offensive rating of 23. I would assume just not really watching them very often that people would think that's maybe the inverse, that they'd be 13-ish offensively and uh, struggle a little bit more defensively. But they've been able to kind of get it done on that side. Uh, Julius Randle has been a whole bunch of fun. Um, yeah, I know you were kind of talking about uh, Julius uh, Randall versus Jabari Parker a little bit the other night, right? Um, and I mean, he, he's put together a, a pretty nice season here, um, where maybe he 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 very, he very much understands that it's a contract year. Um, yes. So let, let's say that. Uh, so it, when the Bucks play him, don't don't expect him to pass a whole lot. Um, but he will. Even though he can be a good passer, yeah, he correct. Can make plays, but yeah. he, that is not his mo right now. Um, he is getting to the basket and trying to get all of the buckets. Uh, so I mean, I think he'll he'll. There's a chance that he's kind of a handful. I, I don't really know um, how the Bucks will match up with this with this Lakers team, but. Um, it, He's he's a little bull. Like he can yeah. he can kind of put a shoulder into you and send you flying and get to the basket. So um, should be. I mean, I think it should be an interesting game. Obviously, the Bucks come off a of back to back when the Lakers didn't have one. Uh, they had beat the Mavericks, I think, last night. Um, they beat the Mavericks last night, so uh, they had a little bit of a rest day here. So we'll kind of see what the Bucks have for them, but uh, should be an interesting one. And uh, may- hopefully, hopefully not a Tyler Ennis and Gary Payton the second revenge oh, game. Please no. Um, I don't. I don't know if my heart can handle it, Frank. Yeah. Uh, By the way, since since the All Star break, Julius Randle is averaging twenty one points and ten woo! boards a game. He's got four straight twenty ten games uh, currently. So. Uh, yeah, he's, he's going to work and I mean, he's, he's shooting what 57% from the field. I mean, (laughs) you know, he's efficient. He he doesn't have an outside shot. That's why, you know, I think the question, I think somebody asked me on Twitter, you know, would you be interested in going after Julius Randall somehow, you know, in in lieu of Jabari? And I mean, first off, there's no cap space to do that. Even if you let Jabari walk, you only have the mid-level exception. So, you, you know, you don't really gain a lot of flexibility 
at least from like uh, signing another guy perspective by by letting Jabari walk. Um, I mean, could there be some sort of weird double sign and trade? Uh, I guess in theory, but um, I mean, I, I'd argue Randall's probably Randall's a better player than Jabari. I mean, I don't think that's really any question right now. Again, he's he has his flaws. Um, you know, he's a bit of a tweener defensively, but you know, there are games there are games where you know defensively people still raise questions about him. But I mean, there are games defensively where it's like. Wow, Julius Randle played well defensively. You know, um, you know he's not just like some guy who's just like just bad defensively or something like that. And you know he rebounds as you said, and maybe he's not making the pass very much right now, but he he's got pretty good vision, and uh, obviously he uses that physicality to to get buckets. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of kind of how he looks uh, uh, tomorrow night, and um, we'll be interested. They play a lot of him at center. Um, Brooke Lopez, even though he's obviously has often started. Um, you know, usually, like I think he's played like a shockingly low number of fourth quarter minutes. Uh, so they often play Randall, especially late in games at the five. And so again, the Bucks never do that with Giannis. Um, we'll be interested to see. You know, do they do they try to you know go small, or is it just going to be like, well, John Henson, you're just going to guard uh, Julius Randall. I mean, at least Julius Randall doesn't shoot threes, so you're not asking John Henson to go out and defend on the perimeter. But uh, um, you know, again, you're just going to have to hope that John Henson's length can compensate for Julius Randle's skill and, and strength. Cause obviously he's, uh, he's really figured out how to use it. And, um, you know, again, uh, I, I, again, as much as Lonzo ball has shot horrendously of late and, you know, shooting and his offensive efficiency has been really bad as a rookie. Um, I think he's a super smart player, great passer, good defender. Um, I think he's gonna be a really good NBA player. I don't know if he's gonna be a superstar. So, uh, you know, again, you duck two all-stars, plus Durant for a half tonight. You're going to duck Lonzo tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, we found out today Joel Embiid is out two to four weeks with uh, an, a left orbital bone oh. fracture and a concussion, so he may miss. I'm, I'm guessing he misses the rest of the regular season, um, including the, the last game of the season that the Bucs are going to be in Philly for. So, uh, again, the Bucks don't have as easy a schedule as, as Miami, for instance, but... Um, you know, with all these stars dropping like flies, um, you know, again, the Bucks play well. They can they can, <laughs> they can scratch out a bunch of wins. Um, and again, I, I you know, I'm going to record that one, and we're just going to play that at the end of each of our yeah. podcasts because well, uh, I feel like we've been saying it for a month now, right? Like, yeah. There's, well, I'm, there's I'm a chance. committed to the I'm committed to the Bucks being the eight seed, so I have to stick with that. But <laughs> as I said, I'm. I'm not hoping for it. I'm just saying that's what I'm expecting. Uh, it'll be interesting tomorrow night. Uh, a little bit of a master versus t- like uh, protege kind of thing going on. Uh, Joe Prunty was uh, was Luke Walton's high school coach. If you didn't know that, uh, what? So, I did not know that. Yeah, so that'll be it's crazy. Uh, I I did not find that out until a little bit later. I didn't know that like the first go around. Um, I'm trying to think when they played the Lakers the first time. It might have been earlier in the year, even before Joe added the job. Um, but yeah, I, I just found that out a little while ago. So that'll be interesting to watch. Uh, so he's, I, I thought, he's known I Luke Walton gonna, forever. 
I thought you were going to say, you know, the, the most intriguing thing will be that Joe Prenti has also been Luol Deng's coach as the coach of the Great Britain national team. But no, that um, wasn't, I don't... no, no, that was not where, where I was going. I don't know if he's coached him on how to sit on the bench at all. I don't know if that ever, uh, if that ever was something that was taught. Um, cleaning up some other stuff from tonight. Matt Velasquez tweeting out some more stuff here as we're finishing out the podcast. Chris Middleton said he hyperextended his knee in the first half, which prompted, prompted him to go to the locker room. You might remember that it was kind of like a fast break play um he tried he attempted a layup didn't work out they went the other way and then chris middleton just wasn't in the screen for like 30 seconds um but that was he said uh he was nervous at first that it might have been something worse, but was able to stretch it out and it was fine. He's not feeling any residual pain, which is nice to hear. Uh and then uh Connor Letourneau for one of the Warriors reporters tweeted out the official statement from Billy Kennedy, uh, the crew chief for tonight's game, on Kevin Durant's ejection tonight. Mr. Durant was ejected due to the fact that he had two technical fouls. The first technical foul was <laughs> issued for vulgarity. After the first technical foul was issued, the official tried to walk away, started to walk away, and the vulgarity escalated. Then he was assessed a second technical foul for the escalation of the vulgarity, resulting in an ejection. So if you're curious kind of why Durant got tossed, that is that is what they're going with. Um, so... We'll uh, we'll see. And then finally, one more uh, from Giannis after the game on Durant's ejection. We were happy because we frustrated him. We were in the passing lanes. We were physical. We were playing almost in the range of fouls. We almost fouled, but it wasn't fouling when he went out of the game. He's one of the best players in the world. So when he went out of the game, we were kind of happy, but we still had our job to do. So that's that. Uh, that is going to be it for us for tonight. Bucks lakers tomorrow night. Um, I don't believe we will podcast uh tomorrow night because that's not really something that we do um so we will have to uh catch up with you guys a little bit later after that i was just trying to kind of think through i guess it's a sunday night game so we'll recap both those games on sunday night both the lakers game uh and the nuggets game on sunday uh in denver so we will take care of all of that and have a podcast ready for you on monday for frank i'm eric this has been lockdown bucks we'll talk to you then